Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, welcome to the Keith Walsh podcast with myself, Keith Walsh, and my friend, Mike. Mike, you're here. <laughs> I am, yeah. I uh, my 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 computer just got taken over by something there. I don't know what the fuck happened. It started saying test your speaker and test something else and test something, and then it wouldn't allow me to use it. So oh, I feel like I've been murdered. Are you freaked out? What are you drinking? Cup of tea. Cup of oh, tea. you're drinking tea as well. Oh, and we both we're both drinking out of glass cups. Yes, this is a um. A bucket, uh, you can't really see the size of it, but it's a, it's a half litre. Wow, half litre so of tea. You, yes, nearly a pint. You like your tea milky, Mike? As I said to a guy at work the other day who walked up to me and said, God, you like your tea milky, didn't you? Don't you? Yeah. I said to him, fuck off. I never <laughs> comment, I never comment how, how you like your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he said, hundred uh, percent. That's correct. That is the correct answer. He said, I shall never, I shall never. This guy, Henry, he said to me, I shall never comment on another man's beverage again. It's the Keith Walsh podcast. It's essential like your breakfast. It will get you up and going. There's the things you didn't know. Yeah, it's the Keith Walsh podcast. It's the Keith Walsh podcast. Give you energy like buck fat. And if your head's in a pickle or you're looking for a giggle, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast. Yeah. How are you, Mike? I'm great, yeah. How are you doing, Guy? Good, yeah. Managed to get our podcast up. You um, did. It was it was uh, very good. I listened to it. It was uh, very, very good. Yeah, and we had uh, yeah, we had some customer interaction as well from the uh, our mentor, I think, our, the creative one in the group. Burgle Ferk was just, he was on fire. He, kind of, he encapsulated it all into a song, which we might try and do later on. Well, I'm hoping that you would sing it because I don't really, I mean, I know that song, um, Memories, but I'm, I'm not sure of the air of it all the way through. So I, I would hope that you might attempt to sing it at some point. It's not Memories, it's The Way We Were. Yeah. Memories. Memories is a Memories all alone in the That was the trashy sort of, uh, what's his name? The little fella that writes, um, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah, it's him. Yeah, is he little? funny? Uh, yeah, he's funny. Funny little fella, isn't he? Funny little fella, isn't he? Ah, he's fucking <laughs> funny little fella. But he is a funny little fella. He's a, he's a, he's an, he's not. I mean, I'm not going to say he's ugly, but he's got um, he's got kind of funny features. He's mm. more Picasso than uh, Modigliani, you know. He's uh, he's yeah he's a, he's got other attractive features. Doesn't like his his obviously he's a brilliant musician. He's very wealthy, um, pro- possibly sound. Did you ever meet him? No, never met him. Uh, I think he is sound by all accounts. He's very very funny, very witty. Mm. Uh, his brother's as bad as a box of frogs, isn't he? The cellist guy. Oh, 
Oh, is he? There's another very famous Lloyd Webber, yeah, and he's got the hair. I think he's got the hair of the family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuckers with hair. They're just they're just dicks. Um yeah, so uh he is very wealthy, seems like a sound loves loves to party, likes yeah, likes likes from what I know, uh, likes red wine and and inviting people over. Like you know, he's one of these people. Elton John is like that as well, and Bono's a bit like that as well. If you make it, if you if you're a certain level, if you're a young musician or you know you're just breaking into that, and you're just like suddenly you're number one and you're on top of the pops or whatever mm. the equivalent is of you know you're you're huge on TikTok, uh, you know these guys like Elton and they'll, they'll give you a ring and go you know give you some advice and invite you over for tea and you know and they'll they'll bring you into the the celebrity world with a you know a few words sage words of advice and lloyd weber kind of does that as well he seems to sort of you know once you're once you get to a certain level of fame you, it's like being invited to the jonathan ross fancy dress party at halloween oh i never knew there was such a thing there is yeah yeah so you know you've made it if you're being invited to elton john's gaff uh i nearly called him olivia newton john um, <laughs> andrew lloyd weber <laughs> or uh, Jonathan Ross's Halloween party. Okay, so we need to get on the guest list for one of them. We do. Yeah, I remember Elton got, uh, he, he um, invited that Pete Doherty or Doherty or however he likes to be known um, to his sort of place and tried to mentor him and whatever. But I think it was a little bit too late at that stage. I think the advice would have been a couple of months earlier would have been like, calm yourself relax yeah i mean i think as bad as i i don't know but i doubt i don't think elton ever went the heroin route um i think cocaine was his drug of choice and you know i mean with all drugs it's it's you know you're dealing with it's a difficult thing to deal with but heroin is there's something else going on there you know that's a lot of that's a lot of trauma work there that's a lot of stuff, yeah. A lot of but sweet highs and bad lows, you know. That's the it yeah. gives you both sides of the thing. Whereas some are just kind of like woo, personality enhancers, and some are a little bit kind of make you relaxed. And uh, yeah, you don't want to be getting on that big train, not the H train, no. no. Because, but but also it's like to, to be taking the heroin. You're the, the type of person that becomes addicted to heroin is they have a lot of trauma. Like they're coming from a not you know probably not a good place. That's the Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they're maybe they from just a really want, good place. They just want to take heroin. <laughs> I don't think people just want to take drugs, Mike. That's what I feel. No, I think we might have discussed it before, but I knew a guy who was thinking of setting up a, uh, a heroin weekends business, and probably we shouldn't start talking about this. Yeah. So you get you get on a plane and sort of go somewhere, and then you get whatever, and then there's minders to put you back on that plane like 72 hours later. It'd be like sort of one of those hangover movies. Yeah, and I don't. I don't think that's a good idea. No. Girls and boys, that's a really bad bad idea. idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do that. And if 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 anybody that knows Mike contacts you and says they have a they have a heroin weekend business going, you want to, you know, <laughs> well, I do not endorse that business. It's a different type of weekend, though, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's like you've got you've got center parks. <laughs> Chasing the dragon. <laughs> oh, it's not funny. Drug addiction is funny. fucking funny. No, not funny, not but, funny. Uh, but a lot of people, I mean, drugs are a, a strange, strange thing and many and varied. Uh, 
there's a lot of people that would go to Peru, for instance, or and to oh, take yeah. ay- ayahuasca, um, which is a kind of a which is a hallucinogenic drug taken from the bark of a tree and uh, something else, maybe the leaf of the tree. And they make a potion out of it and it makes you vomit and then it makes you trip for a long time. And then you, you find yourself apparently. No, we, we mentioned this before. And Did we? we? Yeah. yeah. Well, you had done a, a podcast with a guy who had done it. Mm. And uh, not that we're sort of saying this is a good thing. And then a buddy of mine, funnily enough, during, during the week rang me up and said, um, uh, a kid I used to know, a, a, a buddy of mine who we have in common has a child. The last time I saw this child, he was like 10. But now uh, he said to me, did you hear about your man's son? I said, no. I said, he must be, he must be 15 now. He said, no, he's 27. And he's he's shacked up with a shaman from that particular place in South America where they do the whatever, and she leads the uh, these experiences. So we got an in. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Podcast live from Peru. Oh yeah, that would be phenomenal. Like during an ayahuasca trip. <laughs> Like we make very little sense as it is. <laughs> I oh, guarantee yeah. you forget to press record. <laughs> I was just fucking re- remember to press record. I'd be looking for the fucking computer. I'd be like, fucking hell, I'd be talking into a pine cone or something. I yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be trying to <laughs> I can I'd imagine like trying to project the podcast up my own arse. <laughs> Some kind of Annals microphone. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh man. Um, anyway, let's do it. Yeah. The ayahuasca. Yeah. So uh so anyway, that's all that. Don't do drugs, kids. No, do not do drugs no, on any, you know, don't do alcohol either, necessarily. No. Because that's that's one of the big ones. That's it's, the big... you know, it is the big one, yeah. I mean, we were talking uh, kind of during the week about global pandemics and all sorts of stuff to do with suicide and um but but you know the global pandemics are here every day. The the alcohol, the suicide, they just keep happening. Mm. The unnecessary deaths through whatever keep happening, and nobody's. I think one of your is what one of your um, many uh, online things has got a tweet or something pinned to the top of it saying, "If only every suicide was reported." the way something else was reported. Yeah, and, and absolutely, but it's not. I would love for it to be, because I remember, like, obviously we both grew up in the Troubles and every day in the news, it'd be like, you know, bomb, you know, terrible, terrible news, you know? Mm. Um, I would love for it to be like, the. I would love for it to be so serious that it's like the first news every time, like how many people have died of suicide today? And then like, like with 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 COVID, it's like oh, everyone has to stay at home because too many people are dying of suicide. Like if there was like measures, if the numbers were too high, or if obviously everybody's every person and every life is sacred. But what I'm saying is, if we were like constantly keeping it, we had a a running, you know, like like Enfit, or we had a group that were just like yeah, that was yeah. their only job was to make sure people didn't die by suicide. You know. Um, uh, I'd love for it to be taken that seriously. It's it's a hugely complex thing, uh, mental health and all that. And you know, someone could. I don't. I don't know if anybody would, but somebody could make the argument. Well, what if somebody does want to just end their life? What then? You know, 
Well, there is euthanasia. You know, there is that. That that is a, a type of suicide. You know, mm. you are taking your own life, and that's kind of legal-ish. And there's all sorts of areas around it. And of course, if you're talking about COVID deaths, we've all become now immune to that because mm. it's no longer on the news anymore. It's no longer that important. Um, uh, which is kind of good. I can see where they're going with that, but still we kind of need to know that it's it's killing people. Yeah, and I think suicides should be reported. But of course, the problem with suicides is you can't you can't prove, you know, you can't mm. it's very difficult when they're reported and when they're actually they go through a, a, a coroner's court or whatever, it might be through misadventure or it might be whatever, and it might not specifically have that. So yeah, it is hugely complex. Yeah. Uh, getting getting it tied down to a number is terrible and it's you know it's still seen as a hugely shameful thing which you know that's people's perception what can you do but to be, but maybe to take it as like it's the inter it's the ability for anybody to intervene or to know when to intervene because you know you always hear like we just we just didn't know we hadn't got a clue it just kind of came out of the blue uh you know he's he she seemed fine that day he she was in great form you know um anecdotally you just you hear these things and then but you'd love to be you'd love for people to have like training like i know there is training but for it to be Mm. as widely as as cpr or whatever so that you can preventative you know yeah absolutely you should there should be there is training there's assist training which is a a globally recognized training for for assisting people who are literally in the, the, at the, the sticky end of the situation in crisis. Um, and then, you know, the, 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 that, that's sort of designed to intervene, move away and get back. And 90% of the time that is effective. Um, there's other training you can do. You can do sort of smaller half day sort of training courses run by local authorities and local charities, actually. The likes of Pieta House will run cha- um, days when you just they give you the heads up on what to do if you think somebody's in crisis. And this is not just for somebody who thinks they know somebody who might have issues. This is for anybody because you could be driving along one day and see somebody standing on a bridge. And that's, you know, you just need to go up and ask them. You know, and that's it's all cognitive behavioral therapy type of stuff. It's all based in that. It's really direct. Are you, you know, if you see somebody in distress, you walk up and you ask them, are you thinking about killing yourself? Um, And then the conversation will or won't open. So it's uh, you take it from there. It's just it's very it's a tricky thing to do. but I think like first aid, it is, you know, you're giving somebody the old, um, everybody knows how to sort of do compressions. Mm. We've all seen it on television and we can, you know, we can do staying alive, staying alive. Uh, 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 uh. Maybe there should be a song for <laughs> suicide prevention. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> to market it as something. Yeah. We've gone, Jesus, we've gone fierce deep. Got very deep, very early. But uh, well, look, cool. if anyone's listening to this and you need someone to talk to, you know where we are. If you send us an email, keithwalshpod at gmail.com I'm not trained to help you Mike isn't necessarily trained to help you uh, as a therapist he's trained in other things but we would be able to put you on to um, an organisation that can help there's a great organisation called letsgettalking.ie letsgettalking.ie and um, they what they do Mike is you rock up to them or you give them a call or whatever send them an email they will means test you. So they'll say, well, what are you doing at the moment? Are you working? Are you not working? Are you in the dole or whatever? 
and they will charge you whatever you can afford to pay for a therapist. So, because the problem is it can be expensive and mm. I'm very lucky that I can pay for one. Um, it is expensive, but my wife is very like, you know, it's, I suppose I'm lucky that I'm in a relationship where it's like, well, this is important. Let's, let's spend it on this. Um, it's not always the case. And so these people will means test you and you will pay what you can afford. That could be 10 euro a week. That could be 50. It could be, you know, it could be, if it's a full price, 60 euro a week, that's, you know, that's, that's what it'll mm. be if you can afford it. So I think great organization. Um, and they're the people that I would recommend at the moment to get in touch with. Absolutely. But if you're in crisis and listening to this, <clears throat> you know, call, call the Samaritans, call Pieta House, call there. There are lots and lots of people you can call who will talk to you and not mm. judge you. They don't know who you are. It's all done anonymously. Mm. Uh, I know a lot of people who do the sort of Samaritans and Pieta House stuff. And it's all, you know, no, no, there's no judging. Um, and some of these people like cry with laughter after half an hour of talking to somebody just to have a chat. Mm. It might just be lonely. You know, and that's very difficult to, to a concept to get across in this day and age where there's everybody's connected and everybody's got things to do. But, you know, I think uh, who was it? Phil Collins said, I'm in a room. I'm in a crowded room, but I'm all I'm all on my own, mm. you know, and that can that can be. Uh, I had somebody get in touch with me recently who had nobody to talk to, and they were basically saying, look, my other half has has left me and. I feel like the walls are closing in on me and I've no one to talk to. And, um, you know, we're all so busy and we've so many friends on social media and so many colleagues and so many, Mm. whatever. Yeah. It's very, it's very easy to find yourself feeling and it is a feeling and it is a perspective feeling like you're on your own because as soon as you even just admitting that, like even maybe just him just saying that to me, Opens massive up, opens yeah. up something you know and it, it, it creates a space for you to kind of go okay right i've 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 said that to somebody now okay so then you like that's kind of the first step um and it can be a huge people are, you see the, there'll be somebody listening to this thing well i'm not that bad i'm not as bad as other people don't compare <clears> yourself <throat> to other people it's all relative if you're feeling like shit Talk to somebody. If you feel like you're feeling like you bring some, the Samaritans, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't die of embarrassment. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Well, what if they, what if I ring them and they say, well, you're not that bad. What do you complain about? Uh, they won't do yeah. that to you. Uh, and don't feel like uh, don't die of embarrassment is the thing that they say to men about their heart and not get it checked out when you think there's something wrong with you because you, you don't want to be you don't want to ring the ambulance because you don't want to be getting people out at all hours and it might be indigestion. Don't die of embarrassment. Ring the Smartens, ring Piet House, ring somebody and have that chat and you will yeah. feel better straight away. And if you're not, look, if, if, if it's just a chat, as Mike said, that's, that's cool too. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Listen, once you say something, it's out there. Mm. Once it's out there, something can be done. You've acknowledged it yourself by saying it. You can think these things, but unless they utter past your lips, or you write them down, or you text somebody, or say something, or communicate in some way with somebody, it's not out. It's not out of you. It's like a, a boil that has to be lanced. You have to get this out there. Um, and somebody might say, oh, listen, uh, yeah, it's not that bad. You'd be grand or whatever. And you kind of go, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel it's not that bad. 
I, I don't actually feel that things are going to get grand anytime soon. And people will tell you, <clears throat> you know, alarm bells will ring. People will tell you straight up if you ask them, are you feeling this way, that way or the other? They will tell you immediately that they are. Mm. <clears throat> and it's like a huge pressure release. All that happens is bang and it's out. And once it's out, it can be dealt with. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. 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 It's like the, it's like the alcohol thing. Once you ask for help, that's the big step. That's the mm. first step. You've taken the, the hardest step. Um, so there you go. That's that's a that's a heavy start. Fucking hell, yeah. Check, was... check, 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 <laughs> check it out. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what's it all about? We don't know what, what is it all about. That's the <clears throat> well, we're all we're all just struggling. We're all just struggling to to, to just get get through it, whatever it is. Mike, check, 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 check it out. What have you got for us this week? <clears throat> are you are you basing your check 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 it out? On, oh Christ! Look at that big sandwich. Sorry, as he said, Mike. What's it all about? He's got some big sort of focaccia type. Is it a focaccia or just a big white bun? Big. It's a big bap. I think they'd call oh, it in Waterford. Up. It's a bap. No, they call it a blah. Oh, a blah. Order. Yeah. Fucking bap. Jesus Christ! How much? <laughs> How can you get into your mouth? Oh, my Lord Jesus. It's like the fucking apes enclosure in Dublin Zoo. Oh, fucking. Oh, I did not want to see that on Zoom this morning. It's got from fucking serious mental health to like food porn. Fucking Jesus. <laughs> I can't talk. He's got so much food in his mouth. I just really wanted a bite. <laughs> what's in it is it cheese i can't talk now it's so, whatever it is is it goat's cheese because that it's, really dries up everything it's like cement when it hits the back of your fucking throat it's an egg mayonnaise salad oh. i don't think there's an there's enough salt on the planet to make an egg mayonnaise sandwich tasty that's just Man, me i love i love egg mayonnaise um my wife was in town and on the way home, she stopped in a Volca and bought me a sandwich, and it is as big as my head. Okay, that is a bought sandwich. That's not something you've made yourself. You haven't been up all night making egg, yeah. No. It's probably got a lot of salt in it. That's why you like it. Yeah, fuck. I need to, anyway, I need, to, I need to do it with my salt intake. Forget about that. Let's not... Let's just... <laughs> let's just what have you got for a You don't. Mate? Do you know what? You don't need to deal with your salt intake. You need to do one thing at a time. You need to get your play off the ground, first of all. Don't, don't talk to me at the play. <laughs> oh, <look it up. laughs> Why did I write? Why did I write? <laughs> oh, check, check it out. Check, check. When you say check it out now, I'm, I'm kind of under pressure to come up with things to watch during no, the no, week. No, I, I, no, no. I watched something last night I can talk about, but... Um... No, I did. I watched loads of stuff, actually, and I listened to loads of stuff. Excellent. Yeah. Which, which makes me think my life is kind of like a void just filled with television and podcasts well um no i don't think that's like saying my life is a void just i like people who read are snobs there's nothing wrong with watching a television film a, a movie or a television program or listening to a podcast like for some reason we believe that oh if it's books and you're sitting in a corner and that's all you do is read books that it's somehow different or better to watching a, a movie or a tv program i don't i don't believe so um, no, I feel like that about people who eat porridge. Okay, well, that kind of, that was a bit of a fuck you porridge eaters from... Yeah, fucking porridge eaters. 
Are you apologetas? Are you apologetas? <laughs> apologetas. Uh, I'd like to apologize to everybody. Um, I used to eat porridge, but porridge doesn't. Oats don't agree with me, Mike. Oh, interesting. Mm. I, I, I haven't come across anybody who, like, I would be oat intolerant. Well, it's gluten, isn't it? There's gluten in oats. That's, that's possibly what it is. I don't know. I need to deal with my salt. It seems specifically, it seems specifically oats and porridge. Even if I cook it or even if it's overnight oats or even it's still, it doesn't, it doesn't. And, and how does it not agree? It's like a poo-poo, bad poo-poos. Yeah. Bad, yeah. Bad, bad, bad poo-poo. Yeah. You, I where would bad, you? I got bad poo-poos. I got bad poo-poos. I got bad poo-poos. Check, 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 check it out. What, 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 what? Shit it out. What's your poop, poop, poop all about? Yeah, where would it be on the Bristol stool chart? Oh, it'd, it'd, be, off the, it'd be sliding down off the chart. <laughs> off the charts. That's one chart you don't want to be off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, there's people I, I know at work who bring in, you know, I'm, I'm having my porridge. They always tell you they're having porridge. Mm. It's like somebody who's running a marathon. Uh, as as Fergelberg has just run a marathon in three hours and 19 minutes, I would be in hospital now still. Yeah, absolutely. What a man, uh, the Manchester. This time last week, he was running the Manchester Marathon mm-hmm. and he completed it. And uh, he sent us a little video of him passing the uh, line. He did look a bit bollocks. He looked, he looked like me bollocks. after about seven points. Fergal Burke putting the man into Manchester. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. he says he had wobbly legs. Yeah, he said he had them after about seven miles. Mm, it can Fuck happen, that. you see. I did just give it up. Like, Fergal is a very good runner, and but he has this time in his head that he wants to beat. And so he he heads, he heads off at a pace. Do you know what I mean? He's oh, like, yeah. yeah. He's right from the start. Whereas when I did my marathons, I was like, all right, let's just... Let's just start, just jog it out. Nice and easy. Nice and handy. No panic. Get there when we get there. Um, but you can. You can... You can you can you can knock the wind out of yourself quite early, and I see Fergal out most nights out running, like he's he's putting in the hours, he's putting he's he's putting in the miles. But um, you see now, I know you've done marathons because what's the first thing people who run marathons tell you about when they talk about marathons? <laughs> yes, when I did my when I did my second marathon. <laughs> uh, yeah, so people who eat porridge. Okay. They always tell you they're eating. I'm just going to have a bowl of porridge. I'm just going. I'm just going. Yeah, I'm just going to put some porridge in the microwave. You could be having a discussion with somebody else. They might walk into the canteen. I'm just going to put my uh, yeah porridge into the microwave. If, uh, yeah, or I've, I've had my overnight oats, and that's the real. They're the hardcore. Mm. Yeah, these are my overnights. Oh, what do you put with them? Blueberry. Oh, I love blueberry super cramp. Oh yeah, it's like oh fuck off. <laughs> have you never had? Have you never had porridge, Mike? I'm not a great porridge lover, and I find that everybody said, told me the reason they eat porridge is that it makes them full, so they mm. don't have to eat anything for the rest of the day. And, of course, this is in my head. The second I eat a bowl of porridge, all I want is chocolate biscuits. Yeah. I'm just hungry. But do you put sugar in your porridge? Yeah, sugar, honey, golden syrup, any fucking thing. Yeah, well, then you're, like, obviously you're having a very sweet, that's dessert then if it's sugar in your porridge. What's, what's the difference? I mean, you need to have porridge with like, you know, some bananas and some blueberries and you can't be putting sugar in it. Why, that, why, that's not going to make you feel empty. Porridge isn't the, Mike, porridge isn't the problem. Sugar is the problem. <laughs> you need to sort your salt out. That's what you do, Mr. Salty. 
high blood pressure. Fucking. <laughs> oh, fuck. Anyway, that's the porridge. Yeah, Fuckers porridge people. Fucking yeah. people. Stop listening to this podcast to be porridge. Yeah, check, 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 check it out. So I've been watching. Um, I thought I'd go homegrown because I, I realized I never mentioned anything on RTE, really. Why? Um, Why is that? Uh, well, a lot of it is shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I, because I've only just recently got RTE, really, I'm, I'm really enjoying what everybody else bitches about, which is reading in the ears. Oh, I, no, know, everyone, everyone loves reading in the ears, don't they? Oh, but everybody bitches about it. You know, it's the 172nd time I've seen 1972 on reading in the ears. Okay. It is played ad nauseum on every time I put the television on, it's on. But they must um, find that when people come across reading the ears, they just leave it on. Do you know, yeah. it's one of those things. Oh, I'll just leave this on. It's not gonna, it's not gonna harm me. And, and no, it's it's, it's like background, and I, it's a bit of a laugh, but I always find it emotional. Mm-hmm. Always yeah. find it really emotional. And the last ones they did, the two, the two thousand and tens or the twenty, whatever they were, I found them very emotional. You know, because we were living through it, and it's right recent memory. Um, but yeah, I, I quite like them. Um, and there's another fella who I don't know. He's got something to do with Ballymaloo. I think he's the husband of one of the people down in Ballymaloo. One of the, yeah. Uh, he does the cooking program. Uh, oh yeah, there's a, there's a load of cooking programs now that I'm 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 hugely interested. I like cooking programs, right? So there's a guy, and he's he's a middle aged, maybe getting on a little bit. Um, I think he's Darina Allen's husband or something. No, but he's Darina like, Allen's husband would be like ninety. Maybe the son-in-law then, or something. The, yeah, there's the other Alan. He's he. They have a son, but I don't think he has a cookery program at the moment. No, he's not. He's not an Alan. He's an O something. Oh, okay. I should have really fucking looked at this. It's not Nevin Maguire, is it? No, no Nevin Maguire. We Nevin. I never liked Nevin Maguire until I saw him on. Um, Oh Jesus, Hector, not Hector, Tommy, Tommy Tiernan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then I saw him as a human. Because when he's cooking, he doesn't look like he's enjoying the food. It's kind of like it's kind of, you know, I, I'm trying to be perfect at cooking this. But when he talks about food, different man altogether. Mm. I'd say he'd fucking kill you with kindness at the place he's at. You know, should we give you we'll give you 13 uh we taste and we taste and menu 13 courses and a wee drop of wine with everyone. He's brilliant. I like, I like a little bit of Nevin. He, is, a... <clears throat> he is one of the soundest people you'll ever meet. Oh yeah. I think you said that before he gave you books and stuff and mm. just a nice fella. Yeah. yeah. Just a nice guy. Yeah. Rachel Allen, right. Is the yeah. daughter-in-law. Rachel Allen husband. Let's see if we can find, no, that's Isaac Allen. That's no, no. Oh, I don't know. Somebody, somebody email in right now, straight away. Yeah. Even though Work this conundrum life. out. So anyway, so you've been watching the cookery program with this guy. And he's very, very funny. He looks like he's just had a glass of brandy and a fag. And he's kind of come on. And he's just doing sort of French cooking kind of bits and pieces, made simple one pot dishes and stuff like that. He's very, very, whoever he is, he's very, very good. And there's also a young guy who works in a Michelin star restaurant in Dublin, whose name I don't know either. He's red haired, but he's really, really good. The best TV chef I've ever seen in my life. I would actually cook along with him. Everything's very simple. And this is why I'm doing this. And this is, do you ever think why they're putting this in? Because of this. Do you ever think why they're doing this? Because of this. Do you ever think his name, Mike? 
fuck knows, he's a redhead fella. He's, he's in, he's, he works for a mission in the kitchen in Dublin somewhere. He's on RTE. Okay, so Donald Skeen. No, not him. Jesus. Not Nevin Maguire, not Kevin Dundon. <clears throat> Kevin Dundon? Uh, no, 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 no. He's the tall, lanky fella. Oh, Jesus. It was Rory O'Connell. Ah, uh, one of them is Rory O'Connell. Definitely. Uh, Rory O'Connell, we've got one. Yeah. Mark Moriarty. Is the yes. Guy. Yes, the red-haired dude is Mark, yeah, Mark yeah, Moriarty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got yes. them. Yes. Yes. We didn't have to wait for anyone to ring up. Yes. Fucks. Yeah. Fuck you. You're too busy eating your porridge and fucking ignoring our pleas for help. So whatever. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah, they're very, very good, those two boys. But I wasn't going to talk about them. They weren't on my what's it all about. Check, check, check it out list. Um, I've been watching Kin. Oh, have you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Annie, uh, have you uh, partaken? Not at all. No, we, we missed the first one. And then I thought, well, let's just wait and watch it, like try and um, uh, watch it all together. So binge so, it on the RTE non-player. Binge it. Yeah, binge it. Yeah. Well, binge it. Where you get H- HD adverts and skippy programs. Uh, sorry, uh, is that a bit of yeah. a rant about RTE? Yeah. No, no, the RTE player is terrible. Like, Fucking dreadful, yeah. And I have the ability to tape RTE on my television now, so it's happy days. I think anybody anybody in the RTE organisation would wholeheartedly agree that the player is absolutely terrible. Yeah, I don't know why it's so shit-like. Anyway, um, Kin, the lead guy in it, I was watching it the first one, and I was thinking, I know him, the guy with the beard. Well, mind you, they've all got beards. Mm. Um, there's one fella... Irritatingly, they seem to do this on all the RTE programs. <laughs> and they're never facing the camera. It, it, you know, and it's just, he's quite annoying. He's, he looks like uh, something out of Vikings. But there's another guy that just gets out of prison and the story is sort of plotted around him. He doesn't want to go back to the underworld and whatever. Do you know the was, names of any of these actors? I do. Charlie Cox is the guy I was particularly interested in. I sat there for the first one. And by the second one, I thought, how do I know him? How do I know him? Who the fuck is he? Is, he's wrong. He's, he's just wrong. And it's wrong because the last time I saw him, he played um, on Netflix, uh, one of the um, uh, Marvel. Go on. I was going to say, you're going to say someone from Downton Abbey, but you're not. Carry no. no, 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 no. He played Daredevil on Netflix. The blind guy who does all the martial arts and stuff and goes out saving the city. With a really strong American accent, like a really, really good New York accent. And he's a lawyer by day and he's out killing people at night and stuff, not killing people, beating people up, bad, beating baddies. Beating up. the baddies, yeah. Yeah. That's okay. So I, I started Googling him, then I started watching a couple of interviews with him. His Dublin accent, I'm thinking then he's a Dublin actor who went to America, or he's an American actor that went to Dublin, because his Dublin accent is perfect i mean he plays a dublin criminal gangster out of prison perfectly his 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 accent is flawless like your own accents that you do yeah in it in it like but i watched him on tele he's from london no way he's a geezer his accents are phenomenal yeah and i think that the program is very very good as well uh you've got the other fella who plays a gangster and everything Aiden Gillen. Yeah. I'm Aiden Gillen. (laughs) There's someone coming after you and I'm going to fucking beat the shit out of you, bollocks. What are you looking at? What are you looking at, you fucking fucker? 
you want a cup of tea? Do you want a cup of tea? Do you? Do you want a cup of tea? Because I'll fucking give you a cup of tea. He plays exactly the same role in Game of Thrones. Um, everything he's been in, he's this kind of "I'm going to kill you" in a minute <laughs> kind of thing. He's just he's he's unreal. Yeah, uh, yeah. But he, he but in this he's quite good because you expect to see him because he was in Love Hate as well. He was For in anybody. Love Hate. He was yeah. in um, uh, Peaky Blinders. He played the kind of oh, traveler yeah. dude. In Peaky, Peaky yeah, Blinders. yeah. Hey, I'm gonna fucking kill you. So don't worry about that now. There's a very good. Uh, London-based Irish comedian. I'm not too sure you haven't had him on the podcast. Who does him all the time? Michael Fry. Yes, yeah. dirty, big dirty Fry. Yes, He's very good. He's very yes. good. And he just does the like. I'm ordering a pizza, <laughs> David Gillen style, or David, whatever his name, whatever. I can't remember. Aidan Gillen. Check it out. Michael Fry, big dirty Fry on social media. Thank you, Mike. Yes, he's very good. I quite like his stuff. Um, then I started watching Cheap Irish Homes. Oh, fuck. oh, this was on um, night, uh, Friday night. And Th- Thursday night on RTE1. RTE1. So they go around the country. Yes, they do. Here's the shitty house, but it's by the beach. And if you did it up, it would only need like 100 grand to renovate it. Blah, blah. Is that good? Okay. So the woman is fantastic she finds these houses and goes listen i did this years ago and this is what you can do and then she has her little cork engineer fellow that comes along beside and he's a small cork man and he's an engineer and she kind of says at the beginning we've brought this fella along from cork he's our engineer and uh, he has a look at the you know the, the 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 sort of the the engineering type of things that you might have to get involved to take a wall down and do this that and the other so they walk in to the house before the couple that they've got to they show a couple three houses you know it's that old sort of premise of mm. you know people would they buy one and blah anyway so in goes <clears throat> the lady and she goes i do this and maybe i'd move the fireplace and i do that and your man always finds a little bit of damp I'd uh, I, I'd get a specialist uh, roofer in to have a look at that now. Um, maybe we'll have a look at it outside. There's always a gutter that's fucked. It might be the gutter that's fucked. So I'd get a specialist roofer. He must, his family must, business must be specialist roofing. All he fucking does is talk about specialist fucking roofers. <laughs> and then she says to him, what if we take that wall down there? Oh, Jesus, I get an engineer in to have a look at that. <laughs> I, get, I get me in to have a look at that. You're fucking here. Look at that. <laughs> he never, he's so non-committal. He's so, you know, uh, he, he classic Irish kind of builder that turns up. A classic, not Irish builder, classic builder, builder that turns yeah, up to yeah, your yeah, house. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and goes like, ooh, I'm not my tape will measure with me at the moment, love, but uh, it's going to be short. It's not going to be short of free ground. I can tell you that by looking at it. I've got to get the I get the damp meter on it. And it, it's literally, it's like every small builder in the world. And he's like, Jesus, like I get somebody and I, I couldn't possibly make a comment on that in case somebody sued me. He's fucking brilliant. And every time he goes into a house, he's and then he goes off and talks to somebody else who's done a house conversion. Mm. And it's like, um, so this is what you could make out of an old Irish cottage with 17 acres of land and whatever. This could be heaven. And how long is that taking you to do? And uh, this couple, they were looking around this beautiful house. About 32 years. Jesus, that's an awful lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
what took you the time? What swallowed up the most money? Oh, Jesus, the roof, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> you're brilliant. The first thing I noticed, you've a new roof. When he walks into it, oh, fucking hell, he's brilliant. Yeah, but it's a very, it's a great program, really good program to show you what's, um, what's available. And I think my wife came up with a great idea for a show that you should do. Give it to me. Hit me. Yeah. Okay. So it's about there's loads of villages in the west of Ireland. Can dying. it be called? Can it be called? Check it out. Uh, I could check it. Check. We could do something with check. check. Tell me. Tell me the. Tell me the premise. Okay. Oh yeah. You can come up with a name. Okay. So there's lots of villages dying on their feet in whatever, and they've all got sort of decent internet exchanges and whatever because all these you know when they were electrified and when they had telephones come in they all had these green boxes outside them and there's villages dying there's shops closing there's pubs closing there's post offices and banks closing all over the place what they should do is like have cheap irish villages so somebody comes in and says right okay we're going to get 10 families who know, work, live, whatever. It could even be relatives or whatever. And we're, we're going to try and relocate them and make their own village. And somebody wants to be a shopkeeper, they can reopen the shop. And it can be kind of community-based communities, if you like, sort of like running their own bar, running their own shop. So the community actually almost sorts itself out. It gives, you know, if somebody wants a drink, Somebody goes on the bar on a Friday night. They don't have to open it all the time, but they can different, you know, festivities and kids parties and all that sort of stuff. And just to make, you know, these hive of sort of internet sort of people can work remotely now and live rurally and not be too bad on the old, you know, they go walking the dogs and all this kind of stuff and be nice and green and no, so you know, I like it. So, yeah, so you'd be looking for like 20, 10, 10 to 15, maybe 20 families who can work from anywhere. Once, you know, we set up, make sure they've got good Wi-Fi, sell your homes, buy homes in, you know, on the main street of the village or whatever it is. Yeah. And then run the pubs, run the, as a, as, a com, as a community, run the pubs, run the shop, run the whatever, do shifts almost like, and then, sort yeah. of, and, then yeah. and then get the whole thing going again. And then maybe one person might give up their day job and just full-time run the shop, and one person might run the bar. For, yeah, and then it just regenerates it. I think it's a good idea. The, and this is not like, I'm just playing devil's advocate here, but like, Go for it. are those villages dying because they need to die because we don't need them anymore? And is it just like prolonging something that, prolong, you know, the inevitable, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but we have a humongous housing crisis in the country. Huge. <laughs> what was that face? <laughs> he was making a face at me there, listener, it's like, as if like I'm talking bollocks. But loads no, of these, no, loads no, of these villages. Not bollocks, loads of, if you, you go down the main street of any town in the west of Ireland, there will be a baker and a, whatever, and a news agent and whatever. And because they're all pretty much georgian or victorian houses they've got another two or three levels upstairs yeah nobody's living in them nobody living there yeah no they're all for storage and gone to shit and the roof is kind of leaking and whatever get your man from cheap irish homes in. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> the roof he re i re-roof villages from professionally oh, a whole village you need a roof over that street yeah <laughs> we're gonna put a big fucking polytunnel over this village yeah 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 the main street roofed that's what you need. Um, but yeah, I think that's amazing. I'd love to live in the town. I like I'd love to live in a house in the town. I've mm. always I've always wanted to live on the main street. Now, 
that used to be because I used to like going for a pint. So I wanted yeah. to live in the town and then be able to nip out for a pint next door, like, you know, pop in, have a pint, maybe two and go home. Yeah. And I always, I've always kind of lived out in the country, so I don't drink anymore. So maybe, but I do like the idea of living in it, like redoing an old, an older townhouse, or as you say, like a Georgian house, just the upstairs of a shop even. I yeah. love that. You know, like the, the French make great use of their buildings, you know, like people yeah, live, and there are, people there live on the Champs-Élysées. Yeah. And there are schools everywhere dotted throughout the country, you know, mm. and there's, there's all we hear is housing issues, blah, 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 people can't get jobs, blah, 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 blah. But by being self-sustaining, real sustainability, you know, get grants, do the town up, do the, the, the sort of electrical and Wi-Fi, make the whole hell fucking Wi-Fi, whatever. It yeah. cost that much. Yeah. Everybody communally gets together, gets a Starlink fucking thing and just distributes Wi-Fi throughout. It's only a small geographical area. Off you go. Yeah. I think I, it's a great idea. I think it's a brilliant idea. Yeah. yeah. I'd, lo- I'd love to see it happen. And I'd love to see that kind of thing. I'd love to see that, that, that thinking, you know, um, and I'd love, I'd love for them to, to regenerate villages, get the, get more trains on the, re- on, you know, get, get, you know, oh, yeah. re- re-energize certain, you know, railways, get, get all that stuff going, you know, and bus networks and get rid of cars and have pedestrianized towns. And that's just, loads we could do like there's a house and estate being built near to where i live and and it's like between where i live and then like the the school you kind of have to walk and the kids have to cycle down this main road and it's a really busy road so everybody like this is the main commuter sort of road Mm -hmm. into town to go out of town to get the motorway to go to the school so everybody's at the same time going in their cars trying to get to school trying to get out of newbridge to go across the bridge to get out of the motor or whatever going to like it's it's rush hour busy um uh, archery and then so they built this housing estate sort of between like off the road down by the river and the river goes into the park and then beside the park are the schools so if you can imagine like i've not really explained this really well but over no, no, no. over where i live here is there's three four five estates right massive mm. and then to get to the school you have to go down onto this main archery road and then follow that road all the way into town and then whatever and they're building this houses that kind of across the road from where I live. So if they were, if they had the fucking, if anybody had Notes. a clue, yeah. what the kids could do from all these estates here where I live is go a little trip across the road. You could have like a, a zebra crossing and then into that field, which is begun about to be a housing estate. They could have a cycle only walk only lane that brings them all the way up the river. Lovely, lovely jaunt up the river into the park. And you're through the park, away from the road, not even near the traffic. You don't even see any traffic. It's up, out by yeah. the river, into the park, and then you're into school. Bish, bash, bosh. Everybody would be cycling. Everybody would be walking. You would solve so many problems in one simple thing. And I don't even think they're just building this fucking estate without. And I I, I know I'm sitting here on my arse not doing nothing about it, but I'm just looking at it going, fuck's sake. If it's that obvious to me. Yeah. Then what the fuck? Planning is just a massive issue here. And we've got all these rural towns that are close to, you know, they've they've all got schools. Yeah. They've all got churches. They've all got places where people want, allegedly want to go. So just use them. Use those. Use what we have already. Yeah. And create little little walkways through fields or through estates or, you know, light up, lit up areas 
away from take take the take the cycling and the walking away from the traffic. Like bring it up by the river, bring it, you know, it's through the park. It's just fucking anyway. Someday it, uh, yeah. when I run for local council, I'll do all that, Mike, because you know. Why why don't you? I don't know if I'd have the time at the moment. <laughs> you, need, you need to deal with your salt. First. I have a big sandwich to eat. <laughs> that's gonna take me, that's gonna take me a while. What else, Mike? Oh fucking hell! What else? Um, uh, well, I'm, at the moment, I'm trying. I'm, I'm, my mind is away uh, slightly because I'm trying to text my son. Yeah, I can see you're distracted yeah, there. What's I am distracted. I, tell me. I, I need to tell him to get the washing in. Oh, is it raining? Do you yeah. want to go and get the washing in? No, I do not. No, 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 no. I just need to fucking. Why don't you go out to the door? Shout, Jimmy, the washing. Come on. Hold on a sec. Yeah, Mike. That's what we're gonna have to do. That's... But he's he's a he's attached. That's okay, Mike. Program. You take your time. I can talk to the... I'll eat my sandwich. Huh? I'll eat my sandwich. He got my text. Yay. Good man, Jimmy. Good man, well, Jimmy. That was good. Yeah, we've been we've been listening pretty much 100% of the time to the new Coldplay album. Oh. I'm, a, I'm addicted to the Coldplay BTS video. You know, the lads from Korea. Yeah. Wow. My, I never yeah. would have... Fantastic. <laughs> Brilliant. Why? Where did you come across and why did you start listening to it? Like, this seems like a bolt from the blue or something. No, I've always, well, Jimmy's always been a massive Coldplay album yeah. man. Yeah. And he, he took my old stereo with the turntable. And last year, I think Christmas wise, we got him two like albums, vinyl albums, and they've been blasting ever since. Um, and then the new album came out and they're, they're with uh, BTS, you know, this yeah. Korean pop grand. I don't know if you've seen the video. I've but seen you... bits of it on social media. <clears throat> oh, man alive. That's the problem with social media. You only see little bits of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I've, I've, some... I'm too busy eating my sandwich. Yeah, you're having salt. Somebody um, said to me, you should sit down on your 65-inch television, full, full volume, and watch it. So I did the other night. We were watching something. I think we might have actually been watching something like um, my favorite program on the world, which is uh, Aussie Gold Hunters, um, which I make everybody in the house watch because it's so good. I never want it to end. I just, if it was 24 hours a day, I would watch it 24 hours a day. <laughs> I love it so much. Aussie gold hunters there. It's a fucking charm. It's beautiful television. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I said, okay, people, I'm going to stop you for a second. We're going to load up YouTube and we're going to watch this thing in HD and whatever. And, Oh, you, you do, you light up the sky. It's they're so anthemic. Whatever Chris, Chris and the guys do. Chris and the guys. <laughs> yeah, Chris and the guys have made another phenomenal album. But he is brilliant at, like, because he's worked with, he'll work with, it's all, anyone, anybody, but he's always looking for something that's not the fucking obvious. It's like, what's yeah. the least, what would people, the you know, least expect from us next? Yeah. Work with fucking BTS, a huge South Korean pop group. Like, yeah. Who don't exactly need the uh, coverage. Like it's not, you know, it's not like Elton going with somebody who's kind of just made it. It's going with somebody who's massive and trying to compete with them, really trying to keep themselves fresh. And then I went down this whole rabbit hole on, I sat in front of this computer, had my headphones on and I went, Ooh, right. And I gave myself about an hour and a half last week of watching um, their latest show in New York. The one they've got some charity they do sort of, you know, yeah. And they got everybody 
sing Billie Eilish, singing with them, and everybody else singing with them and doing duets with this, that, and the other. Oh, phenomenal. But now you see they don't, they're, they're releasing dates of a worldwide tour, but they want it to be as environmentally. I don't agree with the word eco-friendly because yeah. it doesn't, doesn't work. But they're, they're, they're looking at their carbon footprint or whatever. Ye- yeah. Yes. Uh, again, we don't agree with that carbon footprint. No, we thing, but no. no we, we're way ahead of the queue. But you could still be carbon neutral if you wanted. Like that's, Bang. Yeah. yeah. So, so they're putting matting down on their stadium tours now. So the jumping of the people actually powered the gig. No way. How fucking cool is that? How how cool is that? That's like woo. Next Amazing. level. Amazing. That's fucking yeah. next level. That's brilliant. Jeez, I must. Uh, that's good information. That's good intel for me now for my job. I like that. Um, yeah, actually, I, I, I'm. You see, I'm surprised because Mike, you're quite um, old. You're qu- no, no, no. You're quite critical of certain people and things. You know, you know, you know. You can. You, you... How dare you? How- I love everyone equally. Oh no, the world is full of knobs. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't have had you down as a, I thought Coldplay would annoy the shit out of you. Sorry, that's all. No. That's that's. But yeah, I'm surprised. I'm pleasantly surprised because there's a lot of people out there, and I never understand what what it is or what where people are coming from. But there's lots of people who fucking hate Coldplay, and I'm like, oh yeah. First of all, why would you hate them? Uh, like, even if you don't like their music, you'd hardly like be bothered hating them. But like that, it almost. Dry- but I've never really understood because Coldplay ne- wouldn't necessarily be my cup of tea. Like I really love their first album, and that's not like me being a wanker. Oh, I really like the first mm. album, but I, that's I when the first album came out, I was like, oh, this is fucking great. I love this. Didn't the second album? And then they've had some really good songs, and I really, I re- and if they're on the telly or whatever, if, if Chris is doing an interview, I'll probably watch it. Um, I really enjoyed the Manchester gig they did. Um, and he, he played with Liam Gallagher, and you know, there's so mm. I really I do like him. I'm just surprised that yeah. you like him, and I'm, I'm pleasantly oh, no, surprised. I, I actually I think he's of, of most of the people out there, he actually gets it. Mm. Oh, yeah, I think he's totally like, I'm just doing, I'm just doing whatever I want. Uh, yeah. uh we as a band are doing whatever we want, we're going to work with BTS, that'd be cool, yeah. wouldn't it? Why not? Like, outside, let's go outside our comfort zone, let's do something mental. And let's not just do the release a song with a with the you know a black rapper going yeah yeah, uh-huh, yeah. come yeah. on yeah. one t- one time one time <laughs> two times two, only the one there that's uh, two twice. but uh, that's good I'm I'm gonna check that out now I'm gonna I'm gonna ch- 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 <laughs> check it out I'm gonna check yeah, out too well the worth listening the album very very good the the lead single from BTS very good but the last single they had about two months ago. Um, Jimmy only played it for me just as we were having lunch there before I came on here. Um, and I said, I don't like that song um, because it reminds me of it's really 80s derivative. And there's a song and it's got there's a little repeat, whatever on it. And it's just like it's a song that I didn't like. I can't get my head around what the song is, but I know I didn't like it. And now that they've kind of used it, they're not using it, but they're using the same three notes. But it's just it rankles with me, and it's very, very eighties. It's very mm. like the 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 music for Stranger Things. Have you watched Stranger Things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, yeah, I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like video arcade sort of mm. stuff. Yeah, but 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 it's it's very listenable too. I wouldn't close it down if it was on the radio. I wouldn't stop it playing or anything. But yeah, I quite like it. I do like it with them, and they were very Oxfam and sort of right on and sort of you know Coldplay. They were just they were into what they're into. 
mm. and don't see they don't seem to give a shit about what people say, which is quite nice. Yeah, I think they're. Um, I think they do. I think they get it. I think you're right. Yeah. And I, and I wouldn't be like. At one point, I was. You've seen the documentary, have you? Yeah, phenomenal. And they were talking about asking the drummer to leave because they didn't yeah. think he was good enough. And and that happened. That was the thing Oasis did as well. Yeah. And then and the Beatles and the Beatles and then <clears throat> our, and then Chris was like, "What the fuck are we doing?" Yeah. That's what not the, the ethos. That's e- not yeah. what we're about. No. And they just said, no, sorry. And they, they had to went and apologize and groveled and asked him to come back into the band. And yeah. I just think that's that's real honest, open, vulnerable, sort of like proper, yeah. that's proper living, you know. That's it's not like, being an ass for yeah. the sake of it, you know, which I, I, I kind of like. Mm. And that's a nice thing for kids to hear about, you know. And he's now become one of these really odd percussionists. I mean, he'll do... You know, they have a song where they, I think um, Brian Eno got involved with producing some of their albums or whatever. And he took the three lads off and said that you lads can vocally harmonize and took them to various churches and stuff and got them to shout up bell towers and recorded some of it. And some of it ended up on the the album. But this guy now is using bells and whatever on stage and anything he can hit. So he's become this really creative force behind the Mm. the, the group. Yeah. Yeah. Good decision. Chris and the guys. Chris and the boys saw them live. Wonderful stuff. Coldplay. What a great, what a <laughs> yeah, great, what a great group. What a great beat combo. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Okay, that's good. That's that's made me that's made me happy, Mike. For some good, reason, I'm glad. I'm glad you're happy. Yeah, because I do. I I'm aware that I I I do positively detest a lot of things. <laughs> positively detest. I do, yeah. I go out of my way to hate things. Oh, I thought you meant like, but in a good way. No, yeah, but it is a good way because it gets it out of my chair. I can, I can realize, and I think a lot of people don't, don't, you know, I, I just do not. If I don't like something, I don't like. It's not that I don't like them or I don't like them as a person or whatever. Sometimes it is, but you know, apart from Australians um, <laughs> and Canadians, yeah, Scottish and people. Bono. <laughs> no, I like Bono. Quite like Bono. He's just a bit of an ass. He shouldn't. He shouldn't talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like you. Um, just, just don't talk anymore. Okay, cool. We'll get along fine. Yeah, but I, you know, a lot of people kind of go, "Oh, yeah, that was nice. This is nice." No, you got to realize that some things are shit, and they need to be called out. But like, we never talk about. You don't talk about things that are shit. Like, it's always su- things that are successful that you think are shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because <laughs> obviously. Obviously, there's a band that practice every weekend in a garage that we, we're never going to hear of. Yeah. We're not going to be like shouting in the garage at them going, you're shit. No. But you'd be like, ah, oh, fair fucks to them. But if it's successful and shit, or if it's successful and we don't like it, then we feel like we have to say it. We've got to call it out. That's a new bit. Call it. Call it out. What, 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 what the fuck was that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, Jesus, we've been an hour already. Oh, Christ. Mike, Mike okay. What have you, I, I, I'll do, do a very quick thing. Netflix. Okay. Watch 71, the movie. Uh, oh, you. Tr- yes. Okay. It's a movie. Because yeah. you just put it up. Fuck's sake. You see, this is what really fucking annoys me. 71 is great. What the fuck is 71? I, you see, it could be football or something. I don't, I'm not interested. Well, I said. 71 is excellent uh brilliant cast and oh. script and it 
an amazing portrayal of a city at war. Hashtag net or it's on Netflix. Check it out. So oh. there's lots of information in that. <laughs> okay, I just thought you said seventy-one is great. Maybe it was the frame of mind I was in. Well, you didn't because then I said check it out, and you're like check, 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 check it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was more interested. Uh, Check yeah, I mean, okay. I should, I, I, yeah, I always presume people know what it is, and I should say it's about, you know, the conflict in Northern Ireland, and uh, oh no, don't give it away. You can't give it away. Well, it's very no, that's okay. That's not too much. It's it's about a British soldier who becomes um, separated from his battalion. In you've just told me it's not, it's not too much. No, you no, that's this. This is good. This is it's okay because there's so much more to go okay. after that. Like that's cool. that is not this is not spoilers stuff. Okay. This is like you could literally read this. You know, if you bought the DVD, this would be on the cover. Okay. Um, but yes, it's about a British soldier who gets uh, separated from his battalion and he has to survive the night on the streets of Catholic Belfast. Oh, wow. Brilliant. Okay. I, I shall watch that. Defo. That is a Defo recommendation. I'm going to watch it and I'm going to come back and review it next week. It's very good because obviously it's an amazing portrayal of obviously a city at war, Belfast being at war, Protestant versus Catholic, but it also gets into the nuance because people think these things are black and white and they're like, oh, Sinn Féin this, no. blah, 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 blah. And they blame the blame game, the, the, the finger pointing, the, 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 and I see it a lot with, with, with like Fine Gael are hell bent on pointing the finger at Sinn Féin and bringing up again and again the atrocities, yeah, which, yeah, which, yeah. which, which they were. And they were responsible for some ter- terrible atrocities, but you've got to watch, you've got to do your research and you've got to read your books and you can watch, watch a film like this and you'll see how the workings behind the scenes with the intelligence. So the British army intelligence, how they were pulling the strings, how certain bombs that went off in certain areas were not, resp- were not, were not the bombs of the groups you think they were. So mm like a bomb going off in a Protestant area was not necessarily no. put there by the IRA. And do you know what I mean? So there were atrocities and there were deaths and there were killings and it was all terrible. And what, but we were at war. And in my book, the IRA and the soldiers and the real, uh, the provisional IRA, not the real IRA, the provisional IRA, they were soldiers as were the British army. soldiers, yeah, and, yeah. and also the British army soldiers and the IRA soldiers were treated like shit by the people who in charge by oh, yeah, their own yeah, by, the, yeah, by yeah. their own officers. Like yeah. nobody was fucking winning here. Like no, and it's all to do with the higher ups pulling the strings. And it's I I feel sorry for the soldiers. I feel sorry for the men on the ground on both the, sides because they're the, the foot ones. soldiers. Yeah, the foot soldiers on either side of any war are always just gun fodder. They're doing the the big boys bidding. Mm. And, you know, we can criticize any politician today, any politician from any country in the world, whatever, we can criticize them. No problem whatsoever. We can look into their biographies and see how they've been this or they've done that or they've whatever and they've taken money or they've been bent or whatever. I don't think there's such a good thing as a perfect politician. And these politicians are the people who decide we go to war. So let's... Let's give it give our armed forces a break because they're just doing the bidding of a pe- bunch of people who are dodgy yeah. to begin with. Now, at least, <laughs> at least <laughs> the IRA soldiers, there was less. Um, well, maybe there wasn't, but there was, you know, you feel like there was less. Uh, 
back in upstairs background sort of uh, they were just fighting for their freedom basically they were freedom fighters they just they, 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 it was it was civil unrest it was like they felt they were prisoners in their own homes they weren't able to get the jobs that the Protestants were able to get their houses were in shit their streets were in shit Every, they, were, they were being harassed by the British soldiers on orders from on high and yeah. these these young lads decided to pick up our take up arms and fight for themselves and for their neighbors basically you know so that that's that's the only kind of caveat well, that is a big caveat but it's 71 is brilliant and okay, I wish brilliant. I wish I wish everybody would fucking watch it. I'm just sick of people. I, I'm sick of Fine Gael. Like Fine Gael, <laughs> I keep going. <laughs> like we, the Republic of Ireland, we, the people of the Republic of Ireland, official Republic of Ireland, we abandoned the Irish Catholics of the North. We abandoned them. We cut them off and we left them to their own devices. And then we fucking, and then some of us like Fine Gael, pointed the finger when they started fucking fighting back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which I just think is sly and... Like to, to anyway, that's that's my but issue. You take it back then. Fianna Fáil then were the the Nationalist Party, mm. but I was watching reading in the years nineteen sixty eight last night, and you had Jack Lynch getting rid of Charlie Hawkey and all the boys for alleged gun running, mm. and they were technically doing what Fianna Fáil was set up to do in the first place. But because it all got political and mm. everybody got clean and everybody was taking brown envelopes for planning with no schools and no fucking access to this, that and the other, it all gets fucked up. And that's that's the problem with being in a relatively young state with two parties. One is for, one is against, and, you know, nobody's really looking. There's, there hasn't been much time to look back. No. Um, and I think that Holly... Cairns lady, is yes. it Holly Cairns? Holly, yeah, yeah. Who, who put it so succinctly, and we mentioned that before on this, that she said, we shouldn't be voting for what our grandparents want. We should be voting for what our grandchildren want. Let's yeah. look forward, boys. Let's not look. But, but it's like we're too close to it. And we're not far away enough from the, the future. Mm. We just need to plan. I think if anything's come out of this podcast, say plan. Plan. Plan shit. Plan, plan shit. Come on. Plan. Come on, yeah. let's plan shit. And I plan to watch the second episode of uh, Squid Games. Oh, because, yes. Oh, fucking hell. I watched the first one. Have you seen any of it? Uh, myself and Finn sat down and watched episode two because he'd seen episode one. So I, I have to go back now and watch episode one. Well, you can't watch these things out of sync. That really annoys the <laughs> shit out of me. Shut up. You're being so nice about things, Mike. Just no, stop, no. Stop no. hating on me. No, I was, I'm hating you now. Yeah, because you, that you got to watch these sort of things. Okay, okay. I the know, first I know, one, know. it gives a great backstory as to why he's in the shit he's in. Um, and it's one of those things, you know, I was I was at work the other day and there was a group of us sitting around and somebody said, some, one of the younger people said, oh, I've watched Squid Games. I said, it's fantastic. It's so stylized and so odd and so whatever. And one of the other guys said, what's it about? And I said, I feel I can't tell you. Oh, Yes. I just, I don't want to give anything away. Having watched the first one, it's just so fucked up. Like it's, um, Sally Ann decided at the end of it, she will not be watching any more of, any of it. Uh, myself and Jim looked at each other as to say, fucking crazy lady. <laughs> okay, see you later, lady. Okay, yeah, see yeah. you, lady. You're crazy yeah, yeah. Lady. Go and live in a quality tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's fucking great. Oh, yeah. Squid Games. Okay, that's a good recommendation. Yeah. I am. Um, 
I sometimes eat porridge and then watch Squid Games. Mike, what have you got planned for the rest of the weekend? Um, I'm cutting fucking fabric and stuff. I'm, oh, I'm brilliant. I, yeah, I've, I've had a recent spate of having a working week, Monday to Friday, and then weekends off. Yeah. Somebody nice. thought they were doing me a favor. And I don't actually like having weekends off. I'd rather have days off during the week when I can get stuff done. <laughs> yeah, no, you know I, get I, mean? it. I get it. Yeah, but also, yeah. obviously, somebody has given you work to do. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I've got, now got seven days of work to do. Well, I should be enjoying my weekend. I feel bad for you. I'm going to the theatre tonight. Oh, what are you going to see? This book, Iron Annie. Yes. By Luke Cassidy. Yes. Uh, we reviewed it on the Pat Kenny show and... Funnily enough, coincidentally enough, there's a stage show that Luke Cassidy does. It's called the Iron Annie Cabaret. Okay. Um, so we're going to see, and I happen to be in Newbridge tonight. So we're going, I'm going, myself and Suzanne are going to see, uh, yeah, going to see that tonight. Bit of theatre. Wow. Mm. Brilliant. Well, do get back and tell us how it went. We'll do. I'll, yeah. uh, for next week's check, 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 check it out. Yeah. And in pretty soon, I'll be doing a check, 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 check it out based on uh, Keith Walsh on stage. Yes. Did you uh, get tickets? You, your eyes just went kind of like, oh, no, I didn't get tickets yet, but I know where the portal is now and everything. I now know how to get tickets. Fucking hell. Yeah. I need to go on. <laughs> my, I need to learn my lines, Mike. I know. I didn't want to bring it up. Oh, man. I have them here. Look. <laughs> I'm here somewhere. I have a folder. Where are my lines? Shit, I've lost them. Um, but yeah, I need to. I've decided a page a day. Yeah, good idea. Page a day. That's all. Just get going. Mike, enjoy the rest of your day. Hope you got okay. the washing in. Hope it's not too wet. Hope you hope your life is everything that you hope that you want. And I'm gonna finish my sandwich. Okay. Thanks to Acast. Thanks to sandwiches. Thanks to our families for supporting us. Yeah, through our times of of Squid Games. See you, Mike. Enjoy your sandwich. Miss you. Bye. 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 Still up here. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.